This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. This is High Stakes, I'm David Schifrin. The moment has arrived. With the UK granting emergency use authorization and Europe and the US FDA close behind, doses of COVID vaccines will be rolling through healthcare providers' doors in the blink of an eye. And with healthcare workers at or near the top of the priority list, providers must lay the groundwork now with the media, the public, and their employees about how they will distribute the vaccines once they arrive and address any safety concerns that might arise. We got David Gerard, our CEO, and Justin Gibbs, Vice President in our regional practice and the leader of our firm's COVID task force, on the line to talk about the communications imperatives that are facing providers right now. Be sure to check out all of our work and services related to COVID-19 on our website at gerardinc.com. That's J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C.com. And of course, please subscribe to the High Stakes Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Things have changed uh, so much just in the last week. I mean, it was just a little more than a week ago that we were preparing to uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. And as a firm, we've identified four or five or six sort of key channels of work as we thought about December and January and February for our providers. And if we moved to the holidays and thought about the other side of the holidays. In, in that time, in the last eight days, a lot has been clarified. Several vaccines have moved forward with getting uh, approval or right on the edge of getting approval. So they're ready for distribution into their markets. We've also seen a surge that is faster and stronger, frankly, than what we were originally thinking. A lot of other people were thinking this quickly, entering into the holiday and that kind of pressure on both sides, both the positive pressure of the vaccine coming in and the negative pressure of the surges overloading ICUs and hospitals have had a clarifying effect on what's important and what matters most and what are the priorities for our hospitals and health systems and other providers of care. So Justin, with all of that context, talk about sort of the areas focusing specifically on the vaccines, kind of the the main areas that we see providers needing to grapple with as they prepare to begin receiving uh, doses over the next few days. Right. It, it's it's shifted now. We're all vaccine all the time. That's what media is interested in. That's what patients are interested in. And that's what we've heard from our clients, providers and others within the walls of the hospital are interested in. And it, it's really important that in this early phase, as healthcare leaders are thinking about the vaccine and thinking about the first administration and distribution of the vaccine, which will really happen with their employees, to get the talk right internally. We've all seen the polls that have been part of the news coverage in the last few days about, you know, up to 36% of nurses say that they're not comfortable being vaccinated. That represents a real communications and public health challenge going forward. We can't expect patients to line up to be vaccinated if the doctors and nurses that they are getting the vaccines from aren't choosing to be vaccinated themselves. So healthcare leaders need a robust communication campaign to their physicians and to their nurses and to everybody within the walls of of healthcare organizations to talk about the the process that went into the creation of the vaccine, the safety of the vaccine, the efficacy, and then the real urgency for healthcare workers to be early adopters of this really critical resource that's going to help us eradicate and end this pandemic that we've been in for 10 months now. But it's, it's critical that that first step with reaching healthcare providers and getting them comfortable with the vaccine, that that happen before anything else. It's a building block. And if we don't get that first building block right, 
then we're not going to be able to go from there. And it's a building block for a couple of reasons, right, Justin? I mean, one is these people need to be vaccinated so they can care for the other people who are sick and ill, but also because they are the, the messenger for the effectiveness and safety of the vaccine. If, if nurses won't take it, why would I take it? It's, a, it's not an unfair question for an average consumer to ask. Not at all. No, that, that's a great point. We can't expect, you know, the general public to line up for a vaccine if they know doctors and nurses, their doctor, nurses that they know in their friend group and their church group that are choosing not to take the vaccine. So that really leads to the, the, the next opportunity for healthcare leaders and certainly healthcare communicators, which is working to be a voice of authority in your community on vaccine issues. We know that vaccines are great, but vaccines alone aren't going to end the pandemic. We have to get people to be vaccinated. Getting healthcare workers comfortable with that is the first step. The second step is as the vaccine rolls out in broader phases to a wider wider segment of the U.S. population in the coming weeks and months, each time that a, a new vaccine enters the market or is approved or a new wave is open to a larger segment of the population, that represents a real opportunity for healthcare leaders and healthcare providers to talk about the vaccine with patients, to talk about why it's important that folks don't delay getting the vaccine and to really, you know, put their money where their mouth is and show themselves being vaccinated. We've seen this week that former presidents, Obama, Clinton, Bush have all come out and said, we'll get vaccinated on TV if that's going to make folks feel better. I know as we've been talking to clients across the country, they have folks in their community, whether it's their local mayor or school leaders, church leaders, um, some folks who are in bigger communities who have pro uh, football or baseball teams, athletes saying, you know, we want to sign up to show that we're getting this vaccine, that we think that it's safe. And if we do that, it's going to, all of the things that we know will be happening, we can get on with regular life. But I, I think that in survey after survey, we've seen that folks really want that safety message from their doctor, from their nurses, from people that they know and trust, not necessarily just somebody that we see on TV all of the time. So there's real strength in having a grassroots movement to talk about the safety of the vaccine and the urgency of, of folks being vaccinated. Now, when I think about some of the, there's so many potential pitfalls here or problems here. And you just mentioned, uh, Justin, the presidents who are gonna take the vaccine uh, on television or in some very visible way, which, which has a lot of strength in its messaging. And I think it, not an unfair question to ask is, well, which vaccine did they think was safe enough to take? There's no consistency of messaging because we're not talking about a vaccine, we're talking about multiple vaccines. One market will get this, one market will get that. If Clinton takes this and Obama takes that, which is the safer vaccine and which one is right for me and my family? I, I think messaging consistency and discipline is gonna be a real challenge for um, our providers. I think that's exactly right, David. And there are other just challenges that come with the fact that we are you know, rolling out the largest deployment of healthcare resources truly in the history of our country and the history of our world. There are logistical challenges that'll happen with, you know, supply chain. We, we've talked about the challenge of healthcare workers themselves um, saying that maybe they don't want to be vaccinated or they don't want to get their families vaccinated. There's a general anti-vaxxer movement that uh, has been gaining strength in the country in recent years. And you can expect that as we go forward, that could be a conversation that we have to have. And then, you know, there are the really, really substantial challenges of working to convince minority populations and others 
about the, the safety of the vaccine so that they accept it, so that they become adopters of it and that they, you know, choose to be vaccinated themselves. So no shortage of challenges here. And we've been working with clients to prepare for the most likely challenges that they're going to face, because we know that a lot of these are not um, if they're going to happen, but when they're going to happen. So let's go ahead and get some of the communications decisions that we can make today. Let's get them made so that we're prepared when we get, you know, a month or so down the road. Yeah, a month or so down the road and even a week or so down the road. As as I think about how much has changed in the last 10 days, I can't imagine, Justin, where we're going to be 10 days from now, let alone Christmas. It's a a fast-moving ball. I think this event has extraordinary visibility. I mean, it's a healthcare event, as Justin, you say, it's unprecedented uh, in American history or, or world history, but it also is a universal event and it will have universal attention, coverage, visibility, partly because of that it affects everyone in every life, partly because social media is gonna create a platform for interaction and commentary, unlike anything that we've experienced in this kind of event. I think about some of the safest, most proven vaccines that are out there, they still have side effects for some people. They're still on negative effects for some people. When there, when there are negative effects here on this vaccine, given the high level of scrutiny and the concerns and doubts that are already raised in some circles about it, I think our organizations have, have got to be prepared to be uber accountable in ways that they may not have been or felt like they had to be in the past and, and recognize that it's not a matter of whether there's going to be a, a negative event or a, a, a twist in the tail that they didn't expect. It's just when it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that that's exactly right, David. And, you know, healthcare organizations and healthcare providers have been in the glare of the media spotlight now at an intensity for the last 10 months that, you know, we, we just can't imagine. And we know that that's not going to let up. So every move that a healthcare organization makes is going to have that extra layer of scrutiny, whether it's about the distribution of the vaccine, whether it's about handling and managing the surge, whether it's about how you're taking care of your employees um, or how you're perceived to not be taking care of your employees. Every step that healthcare organizations are taking right now, every move that they're making just has a greater spotlight on it than what it ever has. And that represents a real opportunity for folks who are doing all of the right things, which is the vast majority, but it also represents uh, a challenge for folks who have to make challenging decisions. And during times of a global pandemic, there are very few easy decisions to be made. One of the most important priorities for our, our caregivers is the, is the level of transparency that they can deliver to their internal audiences and external audiences in this moment. I mean, Justin's exactly right. There is going to be a high level of uh, scrutiny by media and, and frankly, lawmakers and regulators uh, about how this is handled. The public is going to be watching and, and how we act and are transparent and our communications will affect the, the hesitancy or lack of hesitancy in taking the vaccine. But also it relates to the fatigue and exhaustion our, our caregivers feel as they continue their extraordinary work in in treating patients here, so much of fatigue, or at least a great portion of fatigue and exhaustion come from feeling a lack of control, not knowing, feeling just a sort of a victim to the winds that, that occur. And so the more they can know, the more you can tell them about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're accountable to it, and their role in it is hugely important to continuing their resiliency 
and strengthen them you know, during this time, even as you express your appreciation for it. There's so much work for communicators in this moment. I think one thing we've experienced in the last 10 months is the rise in the value of communication, an acknowledgement of how critical sort of political thinking and relationship work and communications is in a successful resolution to this. I think we're only gonna see that heighten in the next three or four months as we move through what we hope is this last step, this last mile in this campaign. And we are eager to be our partners' partners in this work. <laughs>